Hey guys, welcome to episode number 15 of the Quantum to Infinity podcast. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the quantum tunneling effect. So let's get right into it. In order to understand quantum tunneling, we need to understand the concept of energy. And it's best to define energy in this classical sense. So each body or object has some amount of mechanical energy. Mechanical energy is made up of two kinds of energy, namely potential energy and kinetic energy. So first, let's discuss potential energy. Potential energy is the energy possessed by a body by virtue of the changed position or configuration. And there are two types of potential energy. The first one is gravitational potential energy, which is the potential energy possessed by a body due to the force of attraction of the earth on it. The next one is elastic potential energy. When an external force is applied on an elastic body, its position or configuration is changed and elastic potential energy is the amount of energy possessed by that body in the deformed state. Right, so now that we've covered potential energy, let's go to kinetic energy. Kinetic energy is the energy possessed by a body by virtue of its state of motion. So any body in motion has some amount of kinetic energy. An important concept to be clear is that in an ideal system, the total amount of mechanical energy remains constant. That is kinetic energy plus potential energy is equal to some constant. So if one of them increases, the other must decrease. And this can be thought of in terms of a pendulum where um, you have the pendulum and in its mean position, there is zero potential energy and it's only with kinetic energy. And as it goes to the extreme position, the kinetic energy becomes zero and the potential energy becomes maximum. And you can see that when one increases, the other one decreases so as to keep the sum constant. Great. Now we have a good enough understanding of energy to move into quantum tunneling. Imagine a ball that is trying to go over a tall mountain peak. The ball will only be able to go over the mountain peak if it possesses enough kinetic energy greater than the potential energy of the mountain because it has to go that high. If it does not get that required kinetic energy, it won't be able to pass over the mountain. Seems fairly straightforward and logical, right? Well, yes, but when we take an electron to go over a barrier, the electron can pass straight through the barrier even if it doesn't have the required kinetic energy. That's the essence of quantum tunneling. But how does it work? From the previous chapters where we discussed the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, we know that a particle can be anywhere in, in space and their position and momentum cannot be accurately measured. We've also looked at the dual nature of particles and these concepts will come in handy to explain quantum tunneling. When a wave with low kinetic energy, and by low I mean lower than the potential energy of the obstacle, hits a barrier, it rebounds and goes back. Wait, what? What happened to quantum tunneling? Now let's consider an example of the electromagnetic waves, that is reflection of light. When light is reflected off a surface, the light goes back into the same observer medium with the angle of reflection being equal to the angle of um, incidence according to the laws of reflection. However, there is a small tiny part that does not get reflected and is called the evanescence wave which decays very quickly. However, if another surface is kept close enough to the evanescent wave, it doesn't completely decay and it hits the next material and creates a phenomenon known as frustrated total internal reflection. And this concept is key for quantum tunneling. Here, we treat electrons as a wave and once this wave strikes the surface of the barrier, a part of the wave is not reflected back. That is, an evanescent wave 
is formed and if the conditions are optimum like the barrier being thin ideally somewhere between one to three nanometers the barrier will act like a second surface and once the evanescent wave strikes the second surface it reflects from it and is seen in the other side of the barrier well this doesn't happen all the time and you can't say for certain that the electron is going to be there on the other side of the barrier but you can measure it you can measure the probability of it being there using um, Schrodinger's equation and that was all about quantum tunneling guys so I hope you enjoyed this video stay tuned for more episodes and thank you